Joe presents Liquid Football, sponsored by Paddy Power. Hello, welcome to Liquid Football on Joe, together with Paddy Power. It's the show that takes you inside the dressing room and puts you in the boots of the players. With me this week, John Walters and Steve Sidwell. Normally we'd ask how both your weeks went, but John, <laughs> what's been happening? <laughs> straight in. Oh, straight in. Oh, straight in off the bat. Um, well, I've got yeah, some air time again. Yeah. Here we go. Just got hammered this week, didn't I? He's gone for you, hasn't he? Yeah. I think... Uh, We've had a few shows, haven't we? We've done a few stories, and I just get asked something, I just tell the truth. So, you know, I think that's that's got to him a little bit, and he's uh, he's had a little nibble back. Um, more than a nibble. More than a nibble, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I think, you know, I can take football th- the side of it. I can take how long his medals and all that. It doesn't, really doesn't bother me. I'll tell you one thing about the man, he, he doesn't, he doesn't get to me one bit. I think, as a, as a player, I think that's what bothers him most. Maybe that I'm possibly the only one that stood up to him more than once, and I think that might get to him. I don't know. You'd have to ask him that question, but you might get something back. But I think the other stuff is a little bit. It's a bit close to the bone, um, and I, I really don't know why. I said this the other day. I don't know why people pay attention. Why they why they get that worried off off Roy. Because, yes, he was a good player, an unbelievable player, mm. um, known as a hard man on the pitch, but there's a difference between being a hard man on the pitch and being a tough guy. And just because someone has a sharp tongue or a, or a stare doesn't make them a tough guy. Um, my brother's a, brother-in-law is a Marine, was a Marine commando, went to war. He's a tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah, yeah. They're the people you say are tough guys, not... not not Roy, so that doesn't. That's why I've never. I've never. I was never scared as a player. Never. When you have bullies, I try and bully you. I always do the right thing and, and stick up to it. And uh, you know what he went into the the stuff I cried on TV and that. That I think that was something that I never expected. I think I didn't. It, what I came from? I did an interview with Henry Winter two years ago, and he caught me by surprise. He asked me about my mum, which I'd never spoke about. Not even my family. Not even my, my wife. My kids. It was almost like a taboo subject and always has been. Um, and I went into it and I broke down. I went. Mm. And he wanted to stop at Henry. And I was a photographer there and I was like, just don't take any photos. And, and you know, and I went into everything. I went into my career, mistakes I've made. I went into everything I went through. Um, and he, he offered to t- not publish it, not take it out. But I said, no, go ahead of it because just see what, what comes of it. And I was nervous about it. It came out. And on the back of that... Um, the amount of people that got in touch through Twitter and Instagram and people in the street and that you helped, yeah, and it was it, it was yeah, just saying you helped, but it was so much the it was the messages, it was the content of some of the messages. It's hard enough to get them back to people, and I haven't got back to everyone. It's hard to on on message requests that comes through on your on your Twitter and Instagram, and it was a case of people that what they went into, they had lost children recently, mm. lost parents, and they were lower than low, lower than a snake's belly. You know, and they're talking about things that they were contemplating and the fact that I'd spoken out had helped them speak to someone and really helped them. So it hit, it hit a chord with me that, you know, when you have a platform, you can speak about it. And then last year, when I was retiring, I had a terrible injury, uh, ruptured my Achilles and it finished me off. But I knew early on what was happening with it. And then I went to the Late Late Show in Dublin, invited me on. And no one knew the year it had. Only my wife knew. 
um, really to the extent of the year we both had. And it was a case of I lost my brother, went to pre-season to Cork, I lost my brother, um, flew back over to England, met my other brother and sister, flew back to Cork to play in a pre-season game um, because I just wanted to carry on with it. Wife lost the baby the same day, the day after. It was the same day or the day after. Um, And then my daughter was diagnosed with scoliosis, which is, you're talking about operations and as a 14-year-old girl, it's not nice. So that hit me hard. Well, I carried on in football and then I roughed my Achilles. So I took it as... What's meant to be is meant to be. I went to Ipswich and roughed my Achilles. I was meant to be at home and didn't really bother me actually what happened with my Achilles. Like I'd been through that much in a year that no one knew of. So I went on a late, late show and talked about it and I went to my wife just before I went on, are you okay if I go into this? And she was fine. Uh, but I couldn't get my words out. I was okay speaking to her about it because we knew, like, we both knew. But to go and tell everyone else, I didn't want to do it, but it was just the fact of how much people helped in the first place. Uh, mental health's a massive issue now. Um, I think suicide's the biggest killer of men, isn't it? And the people that got in touch with me in the first place, that made me want to say, look, footballers were humans. This happens to us just because I'm no different to anyone else. Yeah. Um, Bad things happen to people every day. If I can speak about it and get out there, then everyone else can. And, you know, my brother passed away and a big part of him passing away was mental health from a young age. Um, Partly to do with mum passing away and that was a big reason he was why he was in the end. And, you know, to go there, that was... He meant it or not, probably did. It just doesn't bother me for him. He doesn't bother me. I think it just shows a side of him that probably I know. Um, there's other things that he said. <laughs> I was going back to the first story, and when I was when I was in Ipswich, um, the first story I didn't. It's the first show we did, and I don't. You know, you do all the programs. You're not too sure how much you can go into things, how much you want to say, and I didn't really tell the story properly, but. I'll go over it again, and it was to do with, it was in Ipswich when I was going to leave, and I went in the office, and I'd been asking to leave, because the Premier League club came in for me, or two Premier League clubs in every window, they'd come in, and I was 26, 27, thought I'd never get the chance again, so I went in the office, and I'd asked him a couple of weeks before, and he said, look, if a Premier League comes, club comes in for you, you can go, no problem, so I knocked again, can I go, because I knew people had put bids in. You're not meant to know, but I knew. And he sat down, and then he, as he does, he switched, and he just said, uh, I'll tell you when you can go, basically. When they meet our valuation, I had a little pop, and I just told him to fuck off. And uh, once again, the stare came out, narrowed their eyes, and just said, who do you think you're speaking to? And I just, because I'd lost my head at the time, and I just said, I'm speaking to you. So we got up took his watch off, took his jumper off. Um, and for that, you don't know, basically you're, you're going to be fighting if, if you take your watch and jumper off. It, so we've gone head to head. And this Even is, I would get that. This is, char- <laughs> this, is, yeah, this, is char- this is childish, like head to head. And this was 10 years ago, whatever. So, you know, it's not me now, but because I don't like bullies 
and um, the way it's gone, I'd stand up to them. So I was like, "Come on, then, let's have, let's have a fight. If you want to go for it, let's go." Hit me, hit me. You hit me. Gone back and forth a bit. You said, me, Look, said you're a bully. You, bully. you bully everyone in the club. You bully the staff. You bully the players. I'm not scared of you. You want to bully <clears> them? Bully them, but I'm not scared of you. So let's have it, me and you. Head to head, and he's gone. Hit me. I'm saying you hit me, and then it sort of wasn't happening. So I've just gone to walk out the room. And as I've gone to walk out, he said something very personal and something that's nothing to do with him. But he's touched a nerve with me. So I've, so I've shut the door behind me and come back in. And I said, basically that, it's got nothing to do with you. Come on then, let's have it. Hit me first and watch what happens to you. Um, just give me the chance to, and I'll, basically I'll rip your head off. That's what I was saying to him. But I'd gone by then, I'd switched. And uh, once again, back and forth for a couple of minutes. And then he says to me, you're not going to hit me because I'll have you arrested if you hit me. So I knew I had him then. When you stand up to like mm. a bully, you knew you had him. I'll have you arrested if you hit me in this workplace. So I said, okay then. Well, I'll I'll go meet you outside somewhere. Um, call me tonight and I'll come and meet you. And he's come back with, oh, you're going to meet me in the middle of a field with your mates and ambush me. So I said, no, I'll come to your house. I'll come to your house. And while all your family there, whoever else, me and you, I'm on my own. Don't care. I'll meet you there. And uh, I've walked out. So I've gone and trained, told I could leave the club, driving by on the way home. Did that come as a surprise to you? No, <laughs> no, but driving on the way home, I'm driving at my agent, Paul Warhurst. He's, he's drove home and uh, I'm telling him the story. And then Roy rings him, doesn't know I'm in the car, and says, uh, are you John Waters' agent? And he's gone, yes. He's, he's on loudspeaker in he's the on car. on loudspeaker and he's gone, Ooh. tell your clients if he says anything about me. I'll sue him for everything he's got. So we're just like giggling away to ourselves and he hangs up the phone. So then I've gone to meet other clubs because he gave me permission to speak. So I've gone to speak to Stoke and a couple of days later, uh, a fine come through the post of two weeks wages. And the fine, the fine says, um, I've still got the letter. The fine says, um, you know, after our meeting in our office, a finally unacceptable, um, you threaten to carry out physical violence outside a club premises. Um, if there was witnesses, I'd, I'd look to, to take criminal proceedings or civil proceedings against you. Here's your two weeks' wages. You've got the right to appeal, seven days. Signed, Roy Keane. But at the end of the... That's what made me laugh. At the end of the interview we did the other day, he said to everyone, yeah, John threatened to come to my house and uh, I gave me an address and I'm still waiting. I just thought, why are you lying? Don't lie. That's what. That's yeah. what. So no, I got to him. Got got in his head, and that's what. I don't mind the other things. Low comes to brother. But don't lie. Don't lie about things like that. I don't. I don't claim to be a tough guy. I just stand up to people. I try and try and bully people and do what's right. So there's been there's been you and, and Roy Keane in the news this week. Mm -hmm. The other row that's been going on <laughs> is the one between. Michael Owen and, and Alan Shearer. Mm. And again, it comes Ooh. down, but it, it comes down to those moments in a, in a manager's office where people come out with two very different versions of of what's gone on, or rather similar versions, but then there's a point yeah. at which they at which they, they split. So, so th th that one was when they was going to get relegated, wasn't it? And Alan Shearer took over as manager so I think at back end. And broad, broadly speaking, they get to the end of, yeah. the, of the season. One of Alan Shearer's 
coaching staff had a book out and said that Michael Owen had had a scan that showed up clear and they wanted yeah. him to play in order to help Newcastle stay in the in the Premier League. They were old friends. Shearer and Owen were, were old friends. Michael Owen says that although the scan came back clear, he knew his body, he'd had lots of muscle injuries and that if he'd played, he wouldn't have had a career after that mm. and says that he, he said, look, I could give you X amount of time, but I can't. I yeah. can't do 90 minutes. Can you only use me if you need me? Yeah. So Alan Shearer sees it as my old friend wouldn't help me out. And Michael Owen sees it as somebody that I thought I could trust wanted me to put my yeah, body and the rest of my career on the line. Yeah. You, you can see where the, where the difference yeah. comes in that though, can't yeah, you? Yeah, I think that one... I think that one gets a bit more emotional attached because obviously Alan Shearer with Newcastle was desperate for him obviously to stay up in the Premier League. Uh, obviously his hometown club... But I think it comes down to the individual as well. I mean, he's, Alan and Michael have played for so long. He, he must have known. You get certain characters in football that you know will run through brick walls. Mm-hmm. You, they'll know that they'll have injections and this and that. And you haven't, you've only got to ask them once or not even ask them at all. They'll just go and do it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's... You always get two you, opinions, you? You're going to have a two sides of the story always. But See? it's a shame that that's gone on for so long. I mean, I didn't even know that they... Had fallen out since did, that. Yeah, that I thought they were friends because talking about were, when Michael they, they first went, an, an agent to, and that kind of thing. They, they stayed at his house when he went to. We stayed at his house when he went to Newcastle when he first signed, and to fall out like that. Um, you always get two opinions. You'll always get a, play, a player's one, a manager's. Managers, especially Newcastle, being so close to him. Yeah, he's probably thought yeah. that he took that as personal, maybe. Mm. Whereas Michael, you, you can only take someone's word for it as well. So you've got to believe what Michael's saying that you know I wasn't right. I told you you need to come on. They took it as. Yeah. Crosswise in some way, but two people taking it personally. Yeah, there's probably an element of truth in the, yeah. in in all that was said. Like you know, if he's saying that he was on a free at the end of the, at the end of the year and was looking for a move away and didn't want to harm his body, well, a lot of the players would, but 99 percent of the players would do that as well. You know, if there's a chance so you, of them, have you been up, in that that position? I mean. It, Newcastle fans that like you were earning a reported £120,000 a week, therefore you should put your, your body on the line, which is, you, you can see where they're, they're coming from on that, but it depends, it, it all comes down yeah. to, to what the situation was. But if you've been in that situation where you've been asked to play and you know it would be harmful, that you yeah. know you, you shouldn't, and so what, what would you do? I, I've always been, and, and again, it's just everyone's different in that mindset. If I could run, I could play. Literally, if I if I if I couldn't get into a jog, then I'd be ruled out. Yeah, but, it, but I'd have injections in my ankles, in my feet. I remember last time on one of the shows, having injection in my yeah. toes, um, having my knee strapped up. I remember having a a, a, a tear ligament at half time. Had my knee strapped up, went out and played second half because the gaff, says this because the footballers gaff. when they talk about injuries, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're on about it when you last time like. The amount of things you could say you've gone yeah. through. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It is, but again, it just comes down to individual. I know individuals as well that if they, if they've got the, the most minute injury, that no, I'm not, I'm not fit yeah. to play. I'm not 100. percent I'm not going to play. I'm not going to put my body through it because anything else could come through that. And you've got, to, you've just got to accept that. But there's other, there's other players that will come off with an injury. You know, they're not injured. They just don't fancy the game. Then they train on Monday. That used to frust- that can frustrate managers. Who yeah. did that? <laughs> Few, there was a few at Stoke that would that would that would come off and then train and then be fit for the next game. Like you do your powers of deduction to realise there was a few, wasn't there? You know, there was people that came off on a Saturday with a hamstring and then it'd be like if you do a hamstring, you do a hamstring. Yeah. You can't train on the Monday. No. Um but yeah, like you say you I had one where I had a fractured clavicle. I had a fractured end of my shoulder and uh I was having local anaesthetics to play every game. Yeah. Someone did that to me and pulled my arm or even touched my hand. 
I was in agony all week. I'd train on Friday, like that, trying to do set pieces. Yeah. I'd have an injection to play. And then I was fine. Then I was in yeah. agony. And that went on for months. And um, it's also been a very public sort of spat now, because although Alan Shearer didn't say anything about it, one of his coaching staff did, did describe the incident. And then Michael, Michael Owen comes out and he's... A, he sort of said on, on Twitter, I'm a bit worried about how this came out because it's just coming out in quotable expert, yeah. quotable expert excerpts. And you're like, well, yeah, that's that's how they sell the book. <laughs> then, that's how you choose it, go, it? Yeah. it doesn't matter if you pay for it or that's how they promote the book, isn't that, it? That's what, that's what they do. So it, it's sort of, although he seems to be uncomfortable with the way that, it, that it's happened, that that is just what happened. Have you ever been at the centre of one of those... We know you. I've had one this week. One of those public. No, but you can, but you, you, you can get hold incidents. of someone's number if you want. You yeah. can get hold of someone's number if you wanted to. If you wanted to speak privately, now I'm not saying that's happened to sell the book more, but it's helped this week. I'm having a little spat to sell the book. Yeah, not saying that's a reason why, but it's obviously helped. So the publishers will be happy with that. But you can get hold of someone's number if you want. Um, if you wanted to to make up, I'm sure they have each other's number. But I think top level. They were two very, very top-level players. Sometimes you bring egos into it, whether they want to be the first one to do it. Go back to Roy. I'm the one that approached him in the island company first came in. It had to be done. There's another one that Roy in WhatsApp, when all the Stephen Ward WhatsApp came out, I'm the one that approached that. No interest. It's, it's You've got to take yourself out of it. And if you want to make, make up for it and you want to put your ego to a side, I don't hold grudges ever. Yeah. Ever hold grudges against people. I've been at clubs where... At Stoke, where every year they're bringing players in to, to sign players over me. And I was doing really well. And I was top scorer, Premier League club at the time. Um, Premier League top scorer. I was playing right midfield, scoring goals each year. Not book of fools, but playing every game, playing through injuries, playing everything. It came round to a contract. They were like, mm, we don't really want to speak to you yet. Come back to us after Christmas or come back to us in March or come back to us in the summer but everyone else was getting contracts and I thought that lad's not even playing mm. and I was one of the lowest earners at Stoke because I knew what everyone else was we were signing big players so I was like hang on a minute I'm playing through injuries and playing well scoring goals which is which is the main thing in a football club yet you don't want to offer me a contract so it got to the word like well I have to go and I nearly went to another team and eventually I signed a new contract and then the chief executive said, and I got on with them well, the chief executive said, look, it was just business. And I was like, no, I understand that. Don't hold grudge whatsoever. And then when I left the club, I didn't want to leave Stoke. I wanted to stay there. I would have stayed there my whole career. I absolutely loved it. They're a great club. But they just didn't want to... I had a year left at Stoke and I could go to a club and they were happy for me to go. And uh, I could get two years somewhere else. And at some point, you've got to think of your family and think, well, in that year... And what happened to me at the end of Burnley? I got injured at a had a career ender injury that could happen in a year as at Stoke and then you've got an extra year to you've got to think about the future but I don't hold grudges I understand football's a business and that's just the yeah. way it goes and, and the longer it goes on the harder it is isn't it mm. if, that would, if they would have seen each other not long after that and then just had it out and it may be a bit different story. Yeah, maybe when you're in in a dressing room with somebody and you have to see them every day then yeah. that's when these things exactly. get resolved because they either come to a head or, yeah. it kind of, or they get sorted out yeah um, in the middle of an international break so it's given everyone something to talk about which is always quite nice what about from a a playing point of view because often you know people who have sort of got these these strong affiliations with their club there's there's, it depends on depends on which club I suppose you support but some of the fans really really don't like them (laughs) they're sort of they're itching for the 
the the club football to come up, the Premier League football to come back. Of course, the League One, League Two still playing. Yeah, the international one just. You used just to like, like internationals because you got time off. Well, yeah, it's still it's, it's one of them. The ones that went on international duty, they're a victim of their own success. And listen, I would have given anything to have paid for my country. I represented under twenty one level, which was which was was great. Wasn't good enough to make obviously the full squad throughout my career. So the ones that have gone on to do it, take my hat off to them. Brilliant. Um, but the ones that don't get selected and stay behind, it's great. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it is what, great. So what's it like around the country? So there's hardly anybody there. There's hardly anybody there, and obviously. The, the bigger clubs you go to so I remember when I was at Chelsea you can imagine everyone was an international so everyone was just out of the building <laughs> literally the three you left yeah it was and so you'd either go down and step down with obviously the reserve team or the kids just for a couple of days and, and you had a, the majority of time off so you'd have the, the, the following weekend which was obviously when the international games were that was a banker so you'd always have the Saturday Sunday then mm. it would either filter through on the, fr- the Friday on the Thursday because as well you've got to look at it the, the ones that are, that are left some of them obviously foreign lads as well they need to go and see their families mm. back home so mentally as well it's nice to just recharge the batteries but I mean I don't know how I the... was the opposite so we, we play on the Saturday we fly on the Sunday straight to say Dublin wherever it was an away game a home game you fly to Dublin to travel anyway mm. so you realise you're away for 10 days, Ten days, sometimes 11, because you go on a Sunday, probably back the next Wednesday or Thursday. So you fly immediately, you're tired, shattered after the game. You meet up, you're in training. You have a different training thing as well. So, But you're in a hotel, so people think you go away internationals and it's great. You're in a hotel floor. Um, in a room, basically, <laughs> you're stuck or, there. Or you're in reception drinking beer out of teacups. <laughs> no, but you're stuck unless you get I'll a night you what, out. I'm you... not having this. I mean, you've told so many stories about your trips away on the Republic of Ireland. No, and now you're sitting there. I mean, it's really, really, it's really, it's really hard to be away. Well, actually, there's actually a story for the Ireland camp as well, where there was the, the, trying to get the doctor to give them sleeping tablets because it was that boring. They were trying to take sleeping tablets. <laughs> <laughs> lateral, we sleep. I never took sleeping tablets. Lateral sleeping tablets, but to pass the hours. That, that was the beginning. of towards the end yeah. it's different but you're on a hotel floor you're with the security guards now you train you're back to the hotel you're not allowed out the hotel you're stuck there you play a game you might travel four, five, six hours to play a game you're back and then you come back to the club say on a Thursday you're playing on a Saturday you've had no sleep because you probably played Tuesday or Wednesday night you get three or four hours sleep they want you straight in you're training and you're thinking you've had no days off for two no. weeks you're shattered and you come back and you think, oh, but then the managers don't look after you. They don't say, oh, you can have an extra day, but they promise to. Yeah. But it never comes back to you. You can have a, you can have a day off or anything. So it, it's difficult because as a, as a player, they say players moan. You don't get a weekend. You say, I've got three kids, so you don't get any Saturdays or Sundays with your kids because you're training. I miss all the birthdays. Don't have a Christmas. Don't get a summer holidays because they break up in July and I go back to pre-season first week in July it's tough as a player yeah, you don't you don't realize you, that's what you signed up you, for you sacrifice that. Mm-hmm. but as an international that's difficult being away but but when you're not it's great <laughs> so you are literally you are booking flights up people are going I, but I mean that weekend I know people that's gone to Ibiza Dubai Dubai Barcelona yeah, you stable, name it, it? everyone's going everywhere. and there's one as well in March isn't there that always falls on the Dubai races <laughs> and there's literally just <laughs> footballers <laughs> centralized <laughs> in, in March if they move those, those internationals they'd be a Right. <laughs> September, October, November, a lot, lads are away. Yeah. So there's one. So lads are just be coming back now to the clubs right now. Yeah. And they'll have a good weekend. Oh, yeah. And then and then they got they're like, well, I got three or four weeks. We got another international break. <laughs> yeah. Would up. they tell you about what they've been up to yeah, while oh, you've been off yeah, playing? Hundred yeah. percent. You get yeah. WhatsApp groups. You get pictures getting sent into the groups. Everyone <laughs> on it. And you're thinking, oh, 
Swap it. I'll never swap it though. No. no. And, and also, you have told us about your times with the, with the Republic of Ireland. I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think this is a little bit of revisionism here. I think this is a little bit. It was. It was so hard. It was, when really it was just sitting around drinking. Best time cups. of my life, though. Best yeah. time of my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you if when you when you're one of the players left behind at the club, there's only there's only a few of you. You've got people yeah. who are going away and stuff. But if you go in, well, what what do you do? So you train with like the the reserves with the kids. Yeah, so the, that, that, that's but, that's at the top clubs. The majority you've still got a, enough of you that can train. Yeah. Half a dozen, eight maybe. I don't know. Sometimes ten. Uh, they might bring obviously some of the young young kids up with you, and you'll have it'll just be sort of not down tools, but it'll just be a low level training. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no there's nothing tactical that you can do because. You know, there's no game, so it'll just it'll be fun based really, just to sort of tick the week along, and then you might have a hard day on the Thursday or the Wednesday, before the day before you've got the days off, as a sort of blow the cobwebs out, and then that's it, away you go. And so a lot of managers, a lot of managers go away. That's as well. what I was going to say. Where's oh, the manager well, oh, the at this stage? Love the international break. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them don't even come in for the week. They just put the coaches in yeah. for, for a week, yeah, so yeah. they can go away. And it's yeah. fair enough. You're the manager. Yeah. You do what you want. Yeah. Yeah, some of them go away. I don't think I've, I don't think anyone's been. A, no, actually, I think a few of the lads have actually gone. Away and the gaffer's been in the same hotel. On the flight is the worst one, isn't it? On the flight. <laughs> oh, I've done. I know a few lads have been on yeah. the flight and the manager's been on there, yeah. But, but in saying that as well, on the flip side to that, you can't blame them because if you think of the partner of the manager, mm. they must never see their their, their husband, obviously, because it... Man, 24 7 Say that like it's yeah. a bad thing. No, but what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some of them quite so their yeah, wives yeah. must say, look, can we yeah. go away? But they must obviously tell it as well. We're going somewhere where they can watch, probably go and watch and... An international game and yeah. slip off while their partners around the pool and we, yeah. we we had one where we went on an international and uh, we played Austria and we played against someone else for two. He was playing left wing and I was doing the usual. I was right into him in the game, like I was pinching, stamping, elbowing off the ball, and Seamus, me and Seamus Coleman tag teamed on him. It was only him, and in the end, he hated. He, didn't we had a really good game against. Got this is when head. he was at Stoke as well. No, this before we came to Stoke. Ah. And then he signed for Stoke the week later. <laughs> <laughs> so we were going. So I, when I found out we signed, I was like, "Oh no, I've just been giving it him big time." Yeah. Last couple of weeks we played them maybe once, and it was literally a week or two later we signed them. But he came in laughing. And Mark, I love Marco. I got yeah, on with him really lad. well. He came in just laughing. He probably thought, "Thank God he's on my team." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but then I played him. I played with him again when I was at Stoke against Osha. Just did the same thing again. <laughs> <laughs> through against him, but it's a funny one that yeah. when you go away and you know when you're playing against yeah. one. But um, was there any ever anyone in in the Island squad that you had fallen out with? Like it, maybe like you no, played against each other place. in the in the. No, I was no. Just, I don't hold grudge. When you're on the pitch, you're on the pitch. I'll never fall out. Um, with they fallen out with you? <laughs> no, I don't even think that. I don't know any managers I think. Oh, just just but, the way you're describing your game. I was just thinking there might, there might be I a think, few players turning up. Yeah, they played yeah. you the weekend before, going no, still got bruises down players, here now. It's just yeah. you give a right smile if, if you come against someone, and mm. everyone sort of knows. Um, but no, never never fell out of a play on a pitch. I don't think you um, did have the Republic of Ireland to beat Switzerland as your Paddy Power <sighs> bet. Yep, for Again. winning for winning the challenge last week. But it was a one-all draw. Um, the odds, the latest Paddy Power odds for the Euro 2020 winner: France seven to two, England nine to two, Belgium six to one, Germany seven to one, Spain fifteen to two, Netherlands eight, Ireland one hundred and fifty to one. Get your money on Ireland. <laughs> but England, England, you know, it's nine to two second favourites. France favourites got a chance. France, no, we've we got played, a chance. Yeah, Eng- yeah, England. You never know. Uh, They've they done well at the World Cup. Obviously, the the last one round. The thing is that the stats are ridiculous. I remember 
Dan Ashworth come in, obviously he's at, at Reading, yeah. uh, sorry, at, at Brighton, yeah. <clears throat> and um, he put this uh, this piece up on the board and it was like, what England do, they're, they're the best at qualifying at all age groups, but then when they come to the major tournament, when it comes to quali- uh, into the tournaments, they're the worst. Mm. So there's, there's something wrong with the mindset or the mentality or there's something not right there. Mm. But hopefully that mould now is breaking because... Because of the World Cup. Yeah. Well, France won the World Cup and we played them um, just before, I think. And they were something else and they we, we played them in a friendly. Um, and Declan Rice played for us. Oh, was <laughs> that uh, one of those yeah. ones? Uh, <laughs> one, one of the two. Yeah, no, one no, of the no, two. I just remember, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm, they, were, they were frightening. And Mbappe, I've never known anything. The pace of him yeah. was... I've never seen it. Never seen a player as quick as him. Came up against players quick as him. We had players that weren't slow in the team. No players are slow nowadays. We have players that are quick, and he had ten yards on them. And by the time he over a fifty-yard sprint, he was ten yards past them. Yeah, unbelievable. Top player. So another losing bet for the Republic of Ireland three against Switzerland. Yeah. We haven't well three in a row. It's not been one yet. There's not been a bet won. This is the time it can all change. It is the moment you've been waiting for. It is the Paddy Power Challenge. You will get the chance to win two hundred and fifty pounds for the charity of your choice, plus a two hundred and fifty pound bet with Paddy Power. Um, this week's Paddy Power Challenge is a football phone-in with a twist. We've got anonymous footballers on the line, and the guys have to guess which footballer it is by asking a series of questions. However, just to put a little bit of danger into it, they're not going to be using their own voices. So it might be somebody you know well, but you don't necessarily recognise their phone voice. Has he put on a voice? <laughs> I think when you hear them, you'll realise that yes, yes they are. <laughs> what we'll do is, Steve, you can ask the first question. Okay. You can keep asking questions until the answer is no, at which point John will take over. You're allowed three guesses for each person each. Right. After that, you're out of the round. The person to okay. get the most correct footballers is the winner. Is that clear? Let's get it on. Clearish? Yeah. Let's go, yeah. It will become clear when we start playing it anyway. Footballer, are you there? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right, the guys may have some questions I got it. for you. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Do you want to ask? Is it me first? I'll name that tune in one. Is it me? <laughs> yes. Are you a current player? No. Oh. Oh. Over to you. Oh. Have I played with you? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have I played with you? Yeah. <laughs> and you don't recognise him. Um, You'll go again. Was it at a London club? Yeah. <laughs> was it at Fulham? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Do you live in London? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he's played with you at Fulham. Doesn't live in London. Are you over six foot? Yeah. Have you got a baldy head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to guess? I'm going to have a guess. Go on, you you're three, three guesses. So. Bobby Zamora. Oh, that way! Yeah! 
Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's why you had a little wobble. And you, hey, best best front two you've had there. Best partnership you've had. Hey, didn't even recognise your voice, Bob's. <laughs> do you, do you I don't know, know what I was going for there. I don't you, know what I was going for. Some sort of scouts I was going for. Do you know what threw me? It was the no. <laughs> Hello, footballer. Are you there? Yes. Right. The boys have some questions for you. Starting with John. Have I played with you? Yes. Is he put on a voice or is that just his voice? <laughs> <laughs> Did I play with you at Stoke? No. <laughs> <laughs> Over to oh, me. Oh. Do you play for a national team? Yes. Is that national team Ireland? <laughs> yes. Are you a current player? No. Sounds oh. like Mrs. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Brown's boys. All right. So I played them for Ireland. Have you been retired for more than two years? No. <sighs> Did you play for a London club? No. <laughs> Do you like playing on computers? <laughs> oh, oh, no. No. oh, no. Yes. He's just retired. Just retired. My mate David. <laughs> my oh, my what happened with disguising your voice at the start? <laughs> that was his voice at the end. That's <laughs> <the way. laughs> to be fair, I didn't I didn't know I didn't know I was live until like you know Kelly had said football are you there and I was like, Yeah yeah no I'm ready, yeah. <laughs> Oh, David, it, you, is, David? it is David Myler. It is. That is yeah, exactly yeah. who it is. Um, thank you very much, David. How's, how's retirement finding you? Yes, all right. As John said, I like to play my computer games, so I just sit <laughs> at home playing my computer games all day. Are you going to come on here? We can have a talk, will, about, can have yeah. a talk about Big Alan Pardew. <laughs> well, I've no problem. I've no problem talking about Pardew, but I'm not talking about Roy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's oh, going to go there again, David. Listen, David, yeah. thank you very much. Hello, footballer. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Hello, footballer. Uh, the boys would like to ask you some questions. First up, Steve said, "Well, are you a uh, retired player?" Yeah. Did you play in the Premier League? Yeah. Are you a striker? No. Over to John Boy. Are you a centre half? No. Are you a midfield player? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you won the Premier League? Yeah. Was that yeah? Oh, big hitter. Yeah. We've got a big hitter here. He hasn't played at me, though. <laughs> <laughs> Retired midfield players won the Premier League. Did you wear red? No. Have you played with Steve? Yeah. Just trying is to think now. Question, so, yeah, yeah, it's my question. Did you, <laughs> did you play for Chelsea? Yeah. Are you known for your skills? Depends. <laughs> Depends all. I think, I think I think he's been. Yeah, I think that's true. I'm just going to go straight in with a guess. Go with it. Is Joe Cole? No. Oh. I'm going to try for a guess. Is it Sean Wright Phillips? 
Listen, he is the human bouncy ball, this fellow. <laughs> oh, when he went down, he should roll over and get back up with the ball. Hello, footballer. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, anonymous footballer. First up with your question. Is it your turn, Steve? We'll give Steve a go. Mugs away. Is me? Are you a current player? Yes. Do you play in the WSL? Yes. Are you an international? Yes. Is this a solo I'm gonna effort guess. here? Is this a solo effort? I'm going to guess. This would be impressive. Go on. Is this Laura Rafferty? Yeah, that means you're retired. You definitely aren't retired, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully not. I've got a couple more years in there. Speedy Cheers. recovery. Thank you operation. Bye, Laura. Bye, bye. This is the decider. Here we go. Hello, mystery footballer. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well, but the boys are the ones who have questions for you. Disguise the voice. They need to disguise the voice. Do you recognise his <laughs> no, voice? No, I don't. I'm just saying disguise the voice. You do reckon you no, do? No, I don't. I are don't. You I sure? promise you. I promise you. It's just funny when they disguise the <laughs> voice. <laughs> um, mystery footballer, if you could be a little bit more mysterious, that would be amazing. <laughs> Go on then. John, que- first question. <laughs> Is it you first? Have, John, you, have John you played first. with Steve? Uh, no. I'm going to go straight in. Go on. Is it Ray Parler? <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Go on. Yes. I can only stand my voice. You can't keep me. You've got that. There's only, you listen too much. Uh, there's, only radio, one, one, yeah. there's only one Romford Pele. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, I don't think I, I, did, I didn't play with you, Steve, did I? I know you at Arsenal. Yeah, I didn't no, play with you. No, we didn't play. We didn't play with each other, no. No. Oh, listen, Ray, Steve, you've, you've, you've allowed Steve to win the challenge. Well done, Steve. Top man, Ray. Well done, Steve. Top Cheers, man, Ray. Cheers, Ray. See you, Kelly. Cheers, See you. Bye. 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 There you are. Tell you, you You did. When like, I said to you, do you recognise that voice? You did. Gospel truth. I didn't get it from that. But when when John answered the asked the first question and he replied, I knew it was him. You can't hide that yeah. voice, can you? Yeah. You've got a two hundred fifty pound bet with Paddy Power. What do you want to put it on? I am going to go for Leicester mm-hmm. at Manchester United, okay. and they are four to one. So I think that's Ooh. good. I think that's Ooh. good odds. That's the way they're playing this year, Vardy up front. Brendan Rodgers. I, uh, I, yeah, I covered the game the other week against Southampton. No, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. And very good. Leicester. Got okay. some character, haven't they? Yeah. So I, I, no one's have won we, a bet have yet. we had a winner yet? Come no. on. <laughs> Come on, Leicester. Come on. <laughs> Four to one. Yeah. Lump on. What's your charity? I'm going to go... Uh, the charity I want to go for is Abby's Fund, which uh, helps with bereavement for baby loss. Now... We have had the first Premier League managerial sacking of the season. It's early days, but it's a hangover, really, from, yeah, from last season. And Javi Gracia has gone <clears throat> from Watford. Kike Sanchez Flores is back. Have you ever had that two managers where one's come back in? I've not had one where one's come back in. I've, had a, I've, been, at, I've been at a lot of clubs where the manager's gone, mm. no, been fired and sacked. How do, you, how do you normally find out? 
I mean, do they come in and tell you and that's the first you hear of it or do the rumours go Sometimes around? Sometimes it happens in the summer, doesn't it? So yeah. when it's happened, when I think I've been there, it's happened in the summer, so you're not in the club anyway. Um, I don't think I've the been The hardest in. one that I had, and I, 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 it was at Chelsea when Jose left, and he'd obviously been there three years. They'd obviously won the league twice. They'd just missed out on the league um, the last season. We started the season, pre-season, and then he left, I think, in September, October. So a lot of the players had been with him for a long time, and it was a real family culture. And we played Rosenberg in the Champions League. We drew or lost at home, and then we got called in the next day. And we was all in, and then we knew that something wasn't right, and Jose got sacked that day. So how? So what happened then? You you got called in. Did you got called in for something, or did you think you were going in for I, training? I think, or it, I think got... it was penciled in that we was going to be off, right, and okay. then it obviously we the result didn't work out. We was in. No one knew what was going on, mm. uh, and then we we was all downstairs in the dressing room, and uh, obviously at that time there was the meeting was going on upstairs, and it sort of filtered down that Jose was going to go. So we all had to go, stay down in the dressing room, and he come down and. Um, I got, I'd, I'd only been there a couple of months and he come round and he he was going round one by one saying his goodbyes. There was people crying. Drogba was in absolute pieces, oh like God. tears, tears. And you get the opposite, won't you? You get some people that are quite happy that he went, no? Yeah, but do, do you know what? I think looking round, I think everyone was was taken yeah. was taken back by it. I mean, again, there's been loads where so when where some goes, then yeah, it's half are yeah, happy, half, half yeah. are not. But on that one, that one occasion, he went round and he went to around to every individual, um, and I think everyone was was sort of was broken by it. So that was one of the hardest ones. But you, the majority of the time, you just find out at home on yeah. on TV or. And as you said, half well, a happy, half unhappy. And yeah. it'll come up like it's a yeah. little news yeah. ticker, yeah. and yeah. you're yeah. probably the captain of the club might know. Yeah, the whispers go around before players, saying yeah, yeah. This is, we've only got one game or two games left. Or manage right ring round a few maybe and say yeah and say this is what's happening. But yeah, generally it's on it's on t- same with signing it's on TV. So a manager might out. might say to like a group of his trusted players that this this is possibly this is my last throw of the even dice. Managers now. don't really know that's the last minute and they just get pulled in, don't they? A lot of them have the back in the week before, and then they'll probably get a call. Can you come in with the board? Yeah, and just get there. But it's done short and sharp. Back. There's no, there's no. I mean, the, the Jose one was goodbye. As normally, you find out when you're away from the training ground or the, the game, and then the next time you go in, that manager's gone. Yeah. You, you, nine times out of ten, you phone them after and just say, "Look, Arthur, thanks ever so much for the last few years. It's a shame." Obviously, you might speak to them. Yeah, I've not, I've not had many where where, where they've been sacked. But nine times out of ten, they're probably thinking, "Yeah, bastard, you've got me the sack." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think but, I've but only had Tony Pulis. They will feel that yeah, about the manager. You have half and half. You have the lads that aren't playing, always happy, and and improve ten to twenty percent when a manager goes for a month and then yeah. drop back down. Mm. And you'll have the lads that you know. Like Tony Pulis was with me, he brought me into the club. We got to the Europa League. I think we were sixth at Christmas time in the league, and then we just had a bad second half to the season. And we were still in Europa League. Got did really well. Got beat by Valencia, and then it just affected. The, and it was just I think the writing was on the wall. He was going to go. He went. Um, I don't think I spoke to him immediately, but I spoke to him since. Like I'd speak to you, you ring up asking about players, or um, you'll send the odd text, but. Football's a funny, funny old world of ex-players and, and managers. You're almost like ships passing in the night where you don't really hear from a lot of no. people. You'll have a few close friends, but you don't really hear from a from a lot of of lot of ex-players or ex-managers 
Even when it, here's one for you. Even yeah. when you bump into the, all the managers that you've played under, do you, do you call them by their first name or do you, do you call them Gaffer? No first name. Oh dear. Yeah. See, I, I call them, I call them Boss or Gaffer. Yeah. It's very, and that could be, that could be like meeting a teacher. Yeah. You could, yeah. Yeah. You could, that could be yeah. in a totally different environment. I could see yeah. him out shopping in wherever, and yeah. I could go, "All right, Gaffer." Yeah. And he could be one of my first managers that I played under. Yeah. But for some reason, they're always going to be Boss yeah. or Gaffer. I think. I think. Under Pula, something I'd done that for a while, but everyone else I just saw. But as I said, I never hold grudges, and I might have left because they weren't playing me, and I wanted to go. Yeah. But I'll always see them and be like, I'll always get on with with everyone really. But like, even when I, even when I retired, there's not many. Even the club I was at, <laughs> no one said all the best. See you later. It was just I was gone. That was it. It's just it was cut, strange just one. Cold. Yeah. Just, just cold, and you don't really hear from a lot. It's exactly the same when the roles reversed and the player leaves. You know, you go we go on about loyalty and players kissing the badge and then leaving the next minute and same thing we had it before about WhatsApp groups and they cut off and but you know this when the, when the club want a player out it's the same thing as the club want a manager yeah. out well, you know, what about if because you hear about this but it'd be interesting to hear it from a, a player's perspective yeah. rather than from like an outsider's perspective yeah. what about players who try to get a manager out have you ever come across that or at least the ones who were who are unhappy it might just not be as helpful as there, they will, could there be. will be players that have the chief executives or the director of footballs here yeah. at clubs, a hundred percent. It's the biggest thing in football now. The squads, I think, yeah. you got you got eleven players and you can only keep so many happy. And the ones that aren't, aren't, who aren't happy are the ones that can cause problems. If you can keep everyone happy and keep everyone as a team, because the ones start a few whispers. Drags that person in, drags, and suddenly it's a problem. And mm. then if they get there, anyone else's here. If, if things aren't going well at the club, unless you're in one of the top clubs, things generally aren't going well. There's times when yeah. you're down a season, that's when they'll they might throw a word in or they might say something. I'm just trying to think of at clubs. I've never had a really bad group at clubs where it's been. I've know, not been there where an individual's been like vendetta against getting a manager out. It I've must had, happen though. Yeah, yes. yeah, of course it does. And what what would probably happen is. The player depends on the relationship with either the ball directors or the chief exec or even the owner could go direct to him to say, look, I'm all for this football club. I want this to be a success, but as long as this man's in charge, it's not going to be. It depends how that player is playing. Obviously, if he's one out of the squad, then you know they won't, probably won't listen to it. But I've had I've had before where someone from the board or a director or an owner has called me to say, what's the mood like in the camp? Which yeah, again, they is want sort to know of treading because... stone to sort of yeah. say, you know, do you, do you are think the they, yes. do you think the they did I've that, that because yeah, I've had that. I do you think that. it's because you're going to tell them what they want to hear or confirm what they already think, or yeah. do they think it's because, like in in your individual well, if, case, was it because you had a balanced view and you weren't going to yeah. represent if, one or other of the? Yeah. If you were side. a manager of a club and there was no link between you and the board say a director of football or mm. even a link guy that knows the board yet knows the players and knows the moods of the camp and you're struggling, you're not going to tell the board, the chief executive, the chairman, how bad it is. They might get an inkling of just being around the place and will be like, right, who's a senior pro? Who can I trust? Who's not going to have you know, a personal issue and think, oh, they just want to get the manager out and they'll probably go to them and say, what's happening or... How's the team? How's the squad looking? And yeah. then, and you know, sometimes a lad, like a lad will come to me and say, Chief, is that rang me last night? And mm. you're thinking, oh, 
something's happening here and you think yeah. there's something going on behind the scenes and it might not happen for a month might happen for two months but then something happens and then as I said that's the biggest thing keeping the 25 man squad mm. happy and it's, it's yeah. difficult and once the board start looking at a manager is there any way back really or are they just waiting for that that next bad run yeah, I'd, I think they're always looking I think I think when there's a bad a club are going through a bad period I don't think the club, the board aren't doing their job of their thinking right. If we win and lose the next five games, yeah. you've, got, you've got to think, and you'll always have people in mind, and people always have how they want to go down a route as a club. But when you're on a bad run, I think people start talking, and it gets put on the back burner, doesn't it? Yes, I remember once when at Fulham, where Mark Hughes was under big pressure, and I don't think he was the first choice for him to go there anyway. And we played Stoke, and we won two nil. Do you remember that we wore the green kit? Chris Baird scored at Stoke, at Stoke. Chris Baird scored, yeah. Yeah. just I before Christmas. I down and they scored, yeah. I think it was one of them cases that come out after was, if they'd have lost that game, yes. he would have been gone. I've heard of that a few times as yeah. well, yeah. yeah. But that they won, then we won the next one, then the next one, and it went on, and in the end, he lasted to end of the season. Mm. And we, I think, got into Europe, maybe eighth place, or through the fair play. But then in the summer, Martin it. got sacked and Martin Yole come in. So... I think it does prolong. Once that, that seed is, is planted, yeah. I don't think many probably would overturn Just it or win it back. back. But I think clubs as well have got to make a change at some point. I think you've got to... I was at Ipswich last year and I think they left it too late to make the change. Um, and didn't do any better after they changed the manager. I think he had a worse record than one, but he left it too late and it, it all went wrong. And I think the I think at some point, they they've, once again, going back to a business point of view, it's a business. Although... All the fans and the players, everyone, it, you know, it's such a tight knit community. It's still a business. So, but the, if you're playing for a manager who's you kind of known to be on borrowed time, you must all be talking about it as as players. It must be. You might want that manager to stay. Not hard, and to, not stay hard you to give your own to give everything, but the uncertainty of it. Yeah. Just kind of not knowing what's what's coming. And thinking, well, we're in training this week, but we've got the game coming up, and we don't even know if he's going to be. That's when you get, that's, that is when you get stuck in a rut and then the relegation just sort of dooms a bit closer and closer and you just can't seem to get out of it because they say, right, well, we need to go back to basics. You have these meetings, right, we need to go back to basics, boys. We need to do this. And you do that in training, but there's still obviously the uncertainty as if, well, if we don't win on a Saturday, then the gaffer's going to go. Yeah. You don't win Saturday, the gaffer's still there. So you're just waiting for it to be confirmed as well. So I, I never got when people say, oh, they've lost the players. They're not trying on the pitch because whenever I, when I went out on the pitch... Regardless or not the situation you're in with the club or the manager or anything else, you give nothing less than a normal game. And I yeah. never really understood where, from the outside or pundits or anyone would say, oh, yeah, they've lost the players, they're not trying today. It's like, no. So Watford have sorted out their managerial situation in 31 minutes, as we said. Um, one club's still looking for a manager, into Miami, uh, set up by David Beckham, of course. Latest odds for their first manager. The 13-8 to favourite is Carlo Ancelotti with Paddy Power. 11-4 to for David Moyes. That's been going around a while, that rumour, with David Moyes to Inter, Inter You've Miami. You've got your badges, Steve, haven't you? No? That my, would be my, brother's, my brother's already coaching in Miami. I'm going to put his name <laughs> yeah, forward. Thierry Henry at five to one. I'm not. I'm not sure. Carlo Ancelotti, David Moyes, Thierry Henry. I'm not sure if he he's put got, himself he's in that bracket just yet. Got but. a good relationship with Ancel- uh, Ancelotti, isn't he? Yeah, David Beckham. But also, Messi could possibly leave on a free come the end of the season. Oh, you throwing mm. a little uh, rumor out there? Well, I'm just saying. Have you, have you, is that from anywhere or if you just no, I'm just saying Messi could oh, possibly that, that's from Messi somewhere could, that looks it's, listen, it's an Adidas club Adidas league Adidas player you'll pay big money 
Do you know what? Sometimes, sometimes yeah. when someone throws something out there, there's nothing yeah. at all. No, no, I'm going to say the opposite. Yeah. Like someone, someone, Wayne Rooney went to Derby, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Someone said it to me. He could have went to well before he went to Derby. He was going to come back in January and go to Man U. Yeah. But it was someone in the know. Well, they obviously wasn't so, in the know. <laughs> but, but there must have been something there for wow. him to say it. So for you to say I, that, there's something there, that's well, what I'm saying. Or it's just on one. <laughs> there, was, there was something released the other day, wasn't there, about Messi could can can leave in the season on a free. And someone, I think it was one of the players, was it PK? Someone said he's got the, he's, he's earned the right to do whatever he wants. If he wants to leave, let him, you know, he can do that. So I'm just throwing it out there. Um, talking about new players in the NFL, can we get, a, see... can we get a bet? Or, can we get some odds <laughs> on Penny Pal for that? <laughs> we'll, flash, we'll try and flash them up on the, on the YouTube. Um, in the NFL, did you hear this? The, the wide receiver Antonio Brown left the Oakland Raiders before he'd played a single game. <laughs> he went in, apparently had rows with all the management, with his teammates, and then rejoined the New England Patriots. So he's, oh, he's no, he's gone, sorry, he's joined the New England Patriots. Left, left the Oakland Raiders, gone to the New England Patriots. So, I mean, he's, he's fallen on his feet. That's happened in football, that, that move. Though. Yeah. But there's, there's one thing if there's a change in, in circumstances. That's and you're like, do you know what, this one yeah. can't go through. But this one, just to go in and just go, do you know what, day one, I don't, I don't really like just anyone here. <laughs> yeah. I quite like the idea of it, though. I just don't think, nah, no. Early on, just this go, this is not for me. doesn't work out a club, yeah. isn't it? We had that at Fulham. In January, uh, relegation battle. We needed a striker, so they went and got Costas. I think Mitroglu, I think his name was, yeah. played in Champions League. Yeah. Uh, big, big striker. This fucker, he, <laughs> he did not stop eating. Honestly, he did. I'm telling you now, he did He's not stop lad. eating. He was a big boy, and you know, like the protein bars. Every time you see him, he'd be walking around the training ground with the fucking protein bar. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had Mario jo- Mario Yardell. Do you remember him? Mario Yardell yeah. won the golden boot in Europe. I think he was champion, top scorer. Whatever he played in European competition, he came to Bolton. You know, Sam Allardyce used to sign players that were like, not over the hill, but used to get like Campo, Herrero, JJ yeah. Costa, yeah. Jorge. Have you signed this? Brazilian. Mario Jardell, yeah. right? And he came. You want to see the gut? <laughs> he had like he had a proper gut on a big one, yeah. exactly that. You should have seen him finishing. He was like toe poking it from thirty yards, top corner. Unbelievable. Did he play? No, not really. He played yeah. just strange well, with the same reserves. As he, I mean, yeah. he, he was. He, he, I think he was actually their record signing at the time. And he you was might play for. You he you've got to get a picture of him. He had. A, he had. Oh, do you, I, do you know what he looks like? like? If I had to picture him now, he looks like one of the Targaryens from. Um, <laughs> You know uh, Game of Thrones? No, oh, I've not seen it. it. Oh, Game of Thrones, these big Targaryens with a big beard. He was, <laughs> he was just an absolute unit. But we were in a relegation battle. We were saying, you want all hands on deck, people that are going to go through brick walls. He was just like, just feet up. Just That's eating, a classic eating. of like, an agent pulling a player into a club and putting them in. And, yeah. and people think, not listening from the manager or whatever happened. And sometimes that happens, doesn't it? And bringing someone in that just doesn't fit. The I just club, like yeah. the idea that this player's just gone round and he's maybe got a few clubs interested and he's just gone and tested all the canteens before he, before Pro, he gets um, Honestly, but, but you, can, um, you can picture it from all the lads, even just walking down into the treatment room where obviously a lot of the banner happens. He just walks in, you know, like just the way people walk as well. He's just flip flops, just scuffing the floor, and you're thinking, "This fuck it." I bet, I, he, before he comes in, you're thinking, "I bet he's got a protein bar in each, in each hand as well." <laughs> you know what, we've we played with plenty of players like that that just don't round the training ground like flip flops, don't yeah. care, don't do any extra work. 
I never, I, I would never mind as long as he produced at the weekend. Yeah. Would never mind, and players would never mind a player acting any way they want. For me, don't care as long as you produce on the weekend. Mm. And if they produced, it's like you can act however you want. And that's why I always got on with everyone at the club. But if they don't, every tiny thing they do oh, yeah. will get on your nerves. Just great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking about getting on your nerves, I think we probably should end it there before we start it, before we spend too much time together and start annoying each other. Me <laughs> <Are you> joking. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. You both looked at me as if to say... You get the Not really hurt. Uh, that's it for this week's Liquid Football from Joe together with Paddy Power. We're here every week. You can download the podcast or you can watch us on YouTube. Please leave us a nice review on your iTunes if you like what you hear. We've also got a Facebook page. If you search for Liquid Football, you can join the chat on that. And remember to check out our other shows, House of Rugby with James Haskell, TKO with Carl Frampton and Swanee's Cricket Show. We're back next week. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Liquid Football on Joe, sponsored by Paddy Power.